You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And we, of course, are sponsored by the Crypto Business Conference. And the Crypto Business Conference is an event for marketers, creators, and entrepreneurs who want to better understand NFTs and Web3. And when it comes to just better understanding, you know, the current environment and change, you know, I just want to put it out there, you know, a real caveat before we jump into some of the content. You know, there are going to be haters and people that don't like you know, content or NFTs or crypto. And I will tell you, I mean, some of my videos on YouTube, uh, on TikTok recently, I mean, holy cow, the haters have come out, right? And it's mostly calling, you know, NFTs and cryptos a scam and, and, and you know, they have all kinds of different, you know, things to share about it. Um, apparently, they like the content because they spend the time engaging in commenting on all of the crypto NFT type content. But just putting it out there, like, just know, like, and it's not even about thick skin, right? It's about remembering that not everyone wants to change. It's much easier to hate what you don't understand or you're not willing to learn. And a lot of people are putting those comments out there because it's like almost like a pile on, right? Like once we get one comment where someone's like, crypto's a scam and I can right click save your NFTs, uh, you know, this is all crap. Well, all of a sudden that just kind of like you know, breeds the copycatters, the pile honors. Um, so don't let that get to you if you're a content creator or you're you're kind of talking about things out here, um, you know, publicly. Because um, I know that you know it can be a little bit of a surprise for some. Um, but just know that you know it's not really on you. It's not about you. It's about them. Uh, and most likely, their lack of desire to learn something new or to understand. And they might be just you know, preying on um, the fact that, uh, you know, the media often, attend, uh, you know, only really amplifies or talks about, uh, you know, the negative a lot of times or the, the you know, the stereotypes or the, or the stigma. So uh, with that being said, I want to review or share uh, one of the projects that we bought every day for a year. So this is actually um, what we bought on uh, number 244 in our Mint 365 collection. Uh, the name of the project is the Sleepy Sniper Society. And what their you know, kind of tagline is, it says, building NFT, innovative NFT trading tools, fully automated snipers on reveal analytics, private mode, profit reporting, and NFT dashboards. Now, I want to be clear, there are probably every week there's a different NFT that is crowdsourcing or raising funds to build a tool or an anal- you know a dashboard or and we've we've minted a couple here um with our project. Um one of the ones that was most um <laughs> let me say this the right way. One of the ones that was most exciting for me when we minted it was called the Last Raptor. And you know, part of what I do when I'm researching uh, you know, software as a service or, or, you know, NFT projects that the utility is really access to a online tool is I want to know that the team knows how to build tools. 
And I also want to know that they, what they're going to provide in their tool is something that I think is worthwhile that people want to, um, you know, add on to. And I will say a majority of the time when I see uh, NFT projects like this, I ignore them because there a lot of it's like wishful thinking. Like, hey, if we raise a bunch of money, then we can build a software tool that everybody wants. But I like to think about it as like, hey, we have this problem to solve. And I believe this is the solution. And there's no tools out there that are doing that. Let's build a software to do that. And unfortunately, that's not normally the case. But I will say the, the Sleepy Sniper Society, they've been on my radar for a couple of weeks now, uh, jumped over into their Discord, uh, researched the team, researched a lot about you know, the, uh, the people that are involved. And then really, I, I went and researched kind of like, you know, what is their, um, their kind of uh, go-to-market plan after the software is even built, right? Because a lot of these projects, and I've shared this a lot, a lot of projects miss the mark where they only focus on like one deliverable of utility and maybe it's going to take them nine months to actually build out this software. Well, what, why would I buy it now? And, or why don't I just wait nine months and buy it in nine months? Well, this, this tool, Sleepy Sniper, Sniper Society, they have a token um, planned and they already have it kind of built out, the sleep token. They have guild play that they're going to build in that already has kind of like, um, you know, a guild and, and some gamification with staking. Um, they, are, they also really outline the, the, the core features and functionality of their project. I also think the art is actually pretty good. A lot of these projects that are software-based, they are kind of lazy when it comes to the art. And I think that to me is also one um, that kind of, you know, kind of usually turns me off. And the last thing I'll say is you know, they did a great job of um, rather than giving us dates of when they're delivering certain things, they did phases. So like phase one, the foundation, phase two, uh, trading gamification, phase three, expanding the toolkit. And so I think their roadmap is, is really well designed and like their, their approach to that um, is really cool. I also, their, their founder is Doxed, which I think to me was uh, um, you know, probably the thing that pushed me over the, the, the mark to, uh, to mint this one in our collection uh, for you know, number 244. So it is the Sleeper Sniper Society. As always, not financial advice. Do your own damn research. But uh, that's one of the ones that I wanted to highlight today. So, you know, over the last many months, we've talked a lot about market conditions. You know, I did an episode on, um, you know, if you have, if you're an NFT project has limited resources, like where you should focus your attention. But there is something they said about, you know, like, and, and I just want to be very clear on this. I do not like when people say community is becoming a buzzword. The reason I don't like that is not because of the person saying it, but because when we say things like that, we put caveats onto words that have that, that we know what the definition of a community is, right? A community are groups of people that come together based on a shared purpose and a common passion for it, the, an outcome, right? Like there has to be that common passion for an outcome and people coming together for that shared purpose. And so the, the concept of community is very clear. But when we say things like community is becoming a buzzword, what we're almost doing is we're, we're giving people permission to throw community around willy-nilly and like they don't care. And so I don't, really, I don't ever really want to caveat that. What, what I like to say is that some people get confused on the difference between a community and a network. Some people get confused on the difference between a community and an audience. And I will say probably the biggest confusion right now in the NFT market is the difference between focusing your community um, 
attention on growing your community versus nurturing your existing community. Let me say that again. Your strategy, when you're looking at community strategy, there is a completely different strategy, completely different. If your goal is to grow your community, which means onboard new people, that community is diff- that community strategy, what you're, the goals you're doing, the content you're creating, the conversations you're having is drastically different than if your community goal is, hey, how do I nurture my existing community members? How do I make it to where they don't disappear? How do I make it to where people still keep notifications on and still show up in their Discord? And so on this episode, we are going to be focusing on that version, the latter. We are going to be focusing on, you know, what are the things that we should be doing today and what are the things we should be always thinking about when it comes to nurturing our existing community. And the reason I think it's so important to understand these differences is like, you know, the reason I I really focus on the difference between a community and a network. A network, you are bonded based on the people that bring you in. So, you know, like Facebook, right? I always use Facebook as an example. You know, like you're not connected with anyone on Facebook. Like when someone like in, it, it gives you a Facebook invite, what is the very first thing that they present you? Who, are, you know, who is the person that they, you have friends in common with and how many friends you have in common? Well, that's because Facebook is a social network. It is not a social community. Because if it was a social community, when you are connecting with other people, it is not about how many other mutual connections they have. It's about your mutual shared uh, connection to a purpose, right? So you are, we are driven by that purpose and our ability to have that shared purpose with others that are in that community. And so like for me, that's why when I jump into a Discord, a lot of Discords are, give, are attempting to give an illusion of community, but really what they are is they are a landing space for active conversation for people that hold the same things, right? And so, like, I'm a Jeep fan, right? You know, everyone probably knows that by now. I'm a big fan. I drive a Jeep Wrangler. I've had lots of Jeeps over, uh, you know, since I turned 16. Um, and, the you know, for me, there's a difference between the Jeep family. Like, you know, we, we all wave. There's a, there's, a, there's a Jeep wave that we give when we drive by. Others that drive a Jeep. It's like our own Jeep thing, and it's pretty much every Jeep driver knows it, uh, but it's kind of like an unspoken piece. But the reason I bring that one up is because like when I jump into like Facebook groups, uh, oftentimes about, you know, with other Jeepers, it's really about like, you know, did you lift your Jeep? Where are you going uh, rooting or where are you going trail riding um, in your Jeep or, or comparing like <laughs> comparing the size of your Jeep, right? Because size matters and we like comparing size. <laughs> um, but that is much more of like an, uh, of just like a, a, a conversation happening around Jeeps. But there is a family of people that have a passion for the Jeep culture and the Jeep energy and what a Jeep kind of represents to them, right? The freedom that we don't need roads and the idea that we can, um, you know, curbs are just a, a, a bump in the, a bump in the day. And it's because we come together with like a shared, uh, like you know, we all have that purpose, right? That that Jeep purpose, but without the 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 shared um, outcome, that is oftentimes where a community loses like, its kind of core fiber. And so, one of the things that I I will say I'll put out there is that for a lot of communities right now, 
I believe they were building community. I, I, I believe a lot of these NFT projects have a community at their core, right? There's a, there's a known purpose that, that is shared amongst their members and they have a passion for a certain outcome. The problem is if that shared passion of outcome is to make money or to flip it or to talk about floor prices, you got a problem right now. Because if that shared purpose goes away, the core fibers that keep your community to go together or come together start to wither, right? Start to peel apart. And that can be a massive issue. And so the question becomes, what if that happens, right? So let's be very clear because it's okay that a lot of, you know, NFT project communities, um, ultimately, you know, many of them are, you know, floor focused, money focused. That's just part of this, you know, this game and what we're all kind of uh, dealing with. But now how do you adapt, right? How do you pivot? And I would, I would just put this out there. This is one of the hardest tasks, I believe, in the digital space. One of the hardest tasks, I believe, in the digital space is to pivot your community or to, to move your community. Like, ask any TikToker how successful they are at moving to YouTube. They aren't. Ask most YouTubers, not the 1%, right? The Logan Paul, the, uh, the David Dobricks, the iJustines, the Gary Vaynerchuks, they can move community at the masses, um, but they are the kind of the exception to the role. If you even took a step down from the Mr. Beast, right? The step down, a lot of them really struggle to move their communities from one platform to the other, which is why most people tell you that you should build a core community somewhere that will always be the home, and then build content around it, which is kind of what we're doing here with the podcast, right? The, our community, a lot of our community conversation exists within our Discord, but the content that we're creating where we're facilitating conversations happen in podcast, on Twitter spaces, on Instagram, over on our TikTok account, in our Facebook pop-up group, at IRL um, events. And so that's a, that is part of this whole narrative. So back to the point of like, okay, well now how do we... How do we nurture our existing community? But then also, how do we pivot, right? Like if our community has always been focused around floor price and, and flipping and um, degen life, and let, let's face it, right now, that's not a very sexy thing to talk about, right? Floor prices are going down. You know, flipping NFT projects is not exactly fun or easy at the moment. So with all of those things kind of having that, um, that energy that is not uh, community uh, empowering, one of the ways that we switch that narrative is actually not to bash or to make that claim. It's actually to think about the mindset shift required to shift people towards something that is fun. Let me say that again. If you want to pivot your community, the place you should focus is now finding what is the shared fun and what are those experiences that we can create? Because if you are just trying to shift the core focus from one business type of your community to another, I don't believe that's a, a, a short-term or even an easy task. But if you have people that are kind of stuck and you're like, you know what, I don't want to lose them, but I also know we need to, we need to, to shift our focus back to you know, uh, something different. Don't move to something different. Move to something fun. So it can be game nights. It could be poker um, things. It could be a DJ in your Discord. It could be um, you know adding a new utility component that is like create your favorite memes and we're going to reward people with their favorite memes. Having an element of fun that bonds the people that are already in your community can be a massive game changer that brings people into a new mindset. Because once we're in a new mindset of a new fun and a new experience, 
that's when you can start dripping in the other core fundamentals of your the purpose of this community of that NFT project. And then all of a sudden people are willing and open to that new approach because they've already kind of now walked into that fun experience. Now that fun experience could be things like art challenges, right? Like why not have people, you know, your, uh, your current NFT holders submit their favorite derivatives of the, of your NFT project or teach people how to use Canva. Canva, you know, is a free tool that, you know, is now worth multiple billions of dollars the most successful tool uh, company in Australia, by the way. Shout out to Melanie, um, one of the founders of Canva. I got to meet her when uh, she came when she was thinking of the idea of Canva, uh, which is kind of cool to think about. Um, but Canva is a great free tool. Canva.com. I get no promo. This isn't uh, you know affiliate driven. Um, but you can teach people say, okay, you know, I want to see the, the the most creativity with our current NFT art. And people can drop it into Canva. They can remove the background. They can add filters. They can add backgrounds. They can change the colors. And, and having those kind of fun components allows people to escape kind of like that reality of what was uh, initially bonding them in their community. Enjoy this new experience. And then it's up to you. This is, the, this is the, 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 a very important component of this. When you are moving people to a fun experience within your community... You have to make sure that you're already being strategic and planning for where you're moving them next. The reason that is important is that there are a lot of things that you want to, to, to take into account, right? And I will tell you, this is a core fundamental. Do not bash the ways of the old to get people to change into the ways of the new. Let me say that again. Do not bash the ways of the old to get people to change into the new. I know that shaming works in marketing. We see this all the time. But you know what shaming people into something does not do? Does not make them feel like they're a part of a community or a part of something that they're making a difference or that they want to be about. Think about it, right? How many people have been shamed into a gym membership? How many people have been shamed into weight loss? How many people have been shamed into uh, giving up drinking or stopping smoking, like we, we, it works. I'm not telling you that it doesn't work. Oftentimes the shame for people, you know, we all, we, we all operate differently when it comes to emotional triggers on how we embrace change. But I will tell you, if someone is shaming you to not do something, to come into something, what they're trying to build is a cult. And I, for one, am really addicted to cult documentaries. Uh, I, I don't think you can name one that is on Netflix or on Hulu or on Amazon Prime or on Paramount um, that I have not watched because the human condition to me is by far one of the most fascinating things to study. But when you think about cult-like behaviors and cult leaders, what cult leaders want to do is they want to separate you from the people that are around you, your family. They, 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 in the NFT space, they're going to not want you to hold any other NFTs. They're going to want you to, to sell all of your other ones and buy tons of this NFT collection, right? They're going to they're gonna almost force new members to have like, a, like 20 NFTs or 50 NFTs to be a part of it. That's what a cult leader is going to do, right? They're going to separate you from others. Then what they're going to do is they're going to use absolutes in their narrative to shame you from your opinion of what else exists, right? So they're going to shame you and say like flipping NFTs in the first 30 days makes you a degen and you are horrible for this space, right? Cult leaders speak in absolutes and they shame people to get somewhere. And we all know that 
Colts are not what we're trying to build here. And Colts are, you know, not only, I, you know, I feel for those that are, that have ever been a part of that. I have some uh, really close friends of mine um, that, you know, they, they were born into cult-like, uh, no, not even cult-like. They were born into cults and they weren't able to escape until they were in their 20s and 30s. And, and, I, and I hope this wasn't triggering for anyone that has had that experience. And I, and I just want to say I'm empathetic towards that um, experience. And a lot of it, you know, some of it is religious-based, some of it is financial-based, uh, but a lot of it is based on um, preying on people's emotions or states when things are down. So like right now, where the market is, where the, not only the crypto market, but where the world is, right now, we can be very prone to being the prey of cult-like leaders that, that, that understand that, you know, those that are lost or feel broken or that are just looking for, for people to, you know, to appreciate them can be manipulated and forced into, you know, places that go down a really dark path. Um, and if you're looking for, you know, one of my favorite documentaries on this topic uh, is Nexium. So you can check out Nexium uh, if you want on the cult side. But I'm going to bring this back full circle, right? What, the reason I brought into cults is that we can't shame people into a new or into a shifting their mindset within your community. So don't say, well, we are stopping, we are moving away from talking about floor prices. We are, you know, don't shame what, what you've built. Rather, shift the narrative and promote and celebrate those that are talking about the things that you want to be the conversation. So here's a great example. If in your Discord, where your main community conversation is happening, if it tends to be very heavy on NFT trends or floor prices or um, you know uh, properties of the NFTs that are being posted on on the market, one of the ways you shift that away from that is don't tell people not to talk about it, don't you know block people or delete people's comments. Rather, you're going to want to celebrate the comments from people that aren't talking about those things, right? So when people are like hey, I love that this project has a, a mental health focus. What are people doing right now to make sure that they're prioritizing their mental health? Well, you as your team and your community leads should have a back channel and you should say, hey, this person having a, is, is driving home a great point. Let's amplify and celebrate that. And so like, let's repost that. Let's comment back to that. Let's build upon that community conversation that we want people to build upon. Because guess what happens? When you, when you build and amplify the things you want to see and you celebrate them, it inspires people to follow and do the same. But when you focus and give too much attention to the bad or the things that you don't want to exist within your community anymore, all that does is give more time and attention to that. And in most cases, pisses people off that we're talking about that. And it alienates people that don't want to talk about that. And so that's one of my key pieces here is that rather do not shame or, or break down the, the ways of your community that you've built all the way until today. Rather, lead people to a fun experience or an entertaining experience, right? Like you could do things, one of the NFT projects that I'm a part of, um, they do Netflix and chill night. Every Saturday night, they open up, um, there's an app that allows them to share and they all watch the same Netflix show and they comment on the side, I think it's actually a pretty cool idea. Maybe we'll do it here um, with our community and our Discord uh, coming up one of these, uh, these weeks or months. I think it's a, a really fun idea. It allows people to bond over like, the, the movie watching experience, right? Um, I know another one does, uh, they do a, 
uh, a Discord channel for shared sporting events that their community cares about, right? So if if you care about like right now the um, the the Open is going on, the the um, the British Open is happening. If you like golf, you could do a, a channel where people you know are are watching that experience together. And, and remember, the key to this is that to get people to move conversations and mindset shift into a new approach to the community, you can't you can't jump from like A to B, right? The code switching there doesn't really work. But what does work is leaning people towards a fun experience or a new experience. And then from that fun experience and new experience, leading people to conversations that are more aligned with what the purpose uh, and the passion is for your community. The last part of this, and this is, might be the hardest part to accept. And you know, I've advised and worked with a lot of brands and businesses on culture development, on community growth, on social um, uh, employee advocacy. And one of the things that is really important to recognize is that sometimes for your culture and your community to go in the right direction, you need to fire or let go or remove those that are not aligned. So in some cases, some of the communities right now, you're going to need to create an environment that more than likely alienates some people that, that force some people to sell their NFT. And the truth is, for a lot of the NFT projects that are going to fail right now, too many people in their community aren't, don't care about the purpose. And I think it's really the downfall. When you're just trying to sell out your NFT project and you don't care who comes in, that's a, that's a viable solution when things are going good. But when the market turns or if there is drama or if there is crisis management that needs to be happening within a project, all of those people jump ship because they're not there for the utility. They're not there for their shared purpose with those that are around them. They're there for the other reasons, right? The degen quick flip, the in and out. And unfortunately, there are a lot of projects that many of us think of great, that are great projects with great people and, and their floor price have been up. And we, we maybe have even called a couple of them blue chips. And here's the truth. Their community right now is struggling. Their holders are disappearing. There are people that are just not active in their discords. And I'm not sure if they're going to be able to get many of them back. And that's just the hard truth of this whole scenario. If you are building this team, your, this, this community, this, this beautiful project, and the core people of your project are not aligned with your vision, it is an uphill road. And I'm not saying it's not possible, but I'm saying that you're going to have to get rid of the, the, the weak links, the, the people that are toxic, the people that are, are bad. And this, you know, this is, in many cases, and, and I, had to, I had to learn this the hard way in my, in my business. And actually, you know, one, of my, one of my old employees that used to work for me at the government uh, messaged me over, the, uh, over last night, actually, um, and let me know that he listened to the podcast. And I thought it was really cool that he was listening. And then I was like, man, I hope I'm not um, saying anything bad or, or uh, about my you know, previous life, which I try not to. But you know, I had to hire and fire for cultural fit. I got to a point where I realized that the culture that we were building with my team that I worked in the government was getting to a point where we were at like kind of a, a fork in the road. And I realized that the only way we could go towards the vision and, and the belief that I knew was best for this community was I had to fire some people that were on our team and I had to hire some people that might not have been the best 
the number one candidate for as far as skill set, but they were the number one candidate with alignment for culture and what we were doing. And I knew that I could train them and teach them the blocking and tackling. And then we could, we could move this, this culture the right direction. And so the, the, the part that is just the truth here with NFT projects is you might have to have your floor price drop. You might have to have a crap load of your NFTs put up for sale. But the truth is here's the, here's the, here's where the rubber meets the road, as they say, right? Here's, here's where, the, the good projects that are understand community are going to survive and the projects that just don't understand community enough, unfortunately, are going to die. And what that comes down to is when, when the bad apples or the people that are not aligned with your community values, when they're flipping their NFTs, when they're selling them, are the people that, that are aligned buying them or asking their friends to buy them or are the people that are bad apples just selling their NFTs to others that uh, share the same values as them? Because that is also a mistake that we can make is that we can recognize that there are probably the wrong people holding our current NFTs. So maybe we switch the utility, but we don't inspire the right people to come back into the project. So even though the utility switches, we haven't figured that out. And so I'm going to cover that in a different episode where we'll talk a little bit more about you know how do we market our community externally, but market it in a way that we welcome the right people at the right time, right? Anyone can talk about community and market their community in real time. The magic is doing it at the right time for the right people. And that is a whole nother strategy. It's a whole nother episode. And so for those that are listening here, hopefully that, you know, opened your eyes. And here's the other part of this. A core component of community is the fact that every person in that community feels as though that they are valued and takes ownership in their role of the community. So if you listen to this entire episode, but in your mind, this is what you're thinking. Well, this is great. I need to remember this if I ever launch an NFT project. Stop. Stop right there. Pump the brakes. Because here's the truth. You, to, to help foster a great community, you do not have to be the creator of that community. Fostering a great community happens from community members joining forces and being aligned together. And so if you've listened to this and you believe in this, what you have to do is you have to take that ownership yourself. And so don't wait until you're the NFT project founder. Don't wait until it's your own project. Don't wait until you think you're a whale. Start thinking about ways that you can embody some of these things. Like, do you have a talent, uh, an entertainment talent, or something that you can offer that is fun for your community that can help start them down the path? You can even just share this episode of the podcast. You know, the video will be up on YouTube, right? Feel free to share this with them with the projects that you care about. Because I will tell you, there's a couple projects that I care deeply about that I believe are a little bit lost. And in a way, they're in my mind when I'm doing this episode. Because I'm going to share this episode. I'm going to reach out to them and see if I can help get it more involved and help um, do my own part as a community member, as a leader. Because if we believe in NFTs being about digital ownership and being about empowering each one of us to have a say and make an impact, we also have to recognize that also comes into play with our role in making a community thrive. Web3 is not about technology. Breaking news. Breaking news. Web3 is not about technology. It is about a culture and mindset shift. And the worst part is, I kind of wish it was about technology. 
Because technology changing, as much as people don't like it, eventually people get on board. But cultural shifting and mindset shifting take a hell of a lot more work, must be done by community because we, we will culture and mindset shift much more so if we are surrounded by people that look like us and that we can relate to. We, we'll, we'll, we'll technology shift because Steve Jobs or Tim Cook or I, Justine told us about a new tech. But if you want us to change our, our culture beliefs and our mindset, think about it like people that, that change, trying to change people in religion or people that are trying to change people's opinion about you know, um, same-sex marriage or, or, or topics like that. That isn't a technology change, right? That is a culture and mindset change. And that is not easy. It requires a lot of work and a lot of moving parts. And Web3, like where we're at right now, that's where we are at. And so if this feels like a heavy lift, if this feels like a lot of work, it means you're on the right path. If you're just trying to convince people about crypto is not being a scam and NFTs aren't right-click JPEGs and the blockchain isn't a passing fad, you're going to lose because that's not what this is all about. This is about a cultural shift, a mindset shift. And for true community to survive right now, you have to be willing to, to pivot and be agile. You have to double down on nurturing your existing community. Way too many projects only focus about growing their community. How many more people in the Discord? How many new people do we have sweeping the floor? How many individual holders do we have? Imagine if you took that same attention, that same effort, that same focus and, and put that on your existing holders, so much so you empower them to be your marketers, your salespeople of your project and your community. There are no better people to talk about the value of an NFT project than your existing holders. Let me, let me say that again. For every slow burn project that tells me, Brian, I just want to get on your podcast. If I'm on your, po- if I'm on your podcast, it's going to help my project sell out. It's gonna, it's, we're going to move forward on this slow burn. Here's the truth. You don't need my podcast. You need the people in your community to be active on Twitter spaces. You need to be talking to the people that are your existing holders because they're the ones that you can empower. Because think about it. Think about the fact that like your, the NFT projects that you are a, a, a member of right now, how many of them did you find out about through the founder versus how many of them did you find out because someone that you respect, a friend, someone in a shared Discord is also a holder of that NFT. I, I firmly believe, I wrote, I wrote a whole chapter of this in the book, the future of marketing is relatability. And relatability matters in community, relatability matters in growth, and relatability really, really matters when we're talking about change, especially culture and mindset change. So you guys got me a little fired out up. Shout out to Native uh, Crypto, uh, Jen, who is our, our amazing community lead over there in our Discord. Uh, she came up with today's topic. She threw this out there for me to talk about. And I have to give another shout out. Um, you know, the, the voice of the podcast, um, when you guys you know, kick off the intro, uh, the outro of the podcast, uh, the music NFT that we dropped for many of you that are listeners, uh, the, the one who plays the piano in our um, amazing uh, you know, game night that uh, is hosted by Carter, um, it was his birthday the other day. And I'm a little bitter at him uh, because uh, he didn't remind me that it was his birthday. And he probably did because he didn't want me to shout him out on, on social media or on Discord and make a big deal about it. But he has to remember and know that when you, when you do that, I'm going to go a little even further. I'm going to push it a little even further. So Kevin Sturmer, 
Happy, happy birthday, my friend. Could be a couple of days late, but I am you know, proud to call you a friend. You are a, uh, a great human that I finally got to hug uh, there in New York. And to me, uh, you know, when you surround yourself with great people that are, that are want to do great things, much like Kevin and the team that we're building here, we can get through anything. We can get through a down market. We can change our culture. We can embrace our community. We can be there to support each other. And uh, Kevin, you are a, a core member uh, of this team and this community. And, and for those that don't remember, Kevin actually took over one of the episodes for us uh, a while back. Actually, you probably all remember, because I know that for many of you, that's your favorite episode. Uh, but uh, you know, shout out to Kevin. Uh, thanks for all that you're doing here. And it's just a lesson for everyone in, in my community and in my team. If you try to hide things like your birthday or big things that are happening on your life because you're afraid that I'm going to like promote them on social or talk about them on Discord, don't worry. When I find out, I'm going to tell the world on more channels than you even wanted to before. So, you know, that's just my way of celebrating and saying, uh, you know, thank you for those that are, are listening and coming along with us on this journey. And as you know, we are sponsored by the Crypto Business Conference. And you know, one of the other things that the Crypto Business Conference uh, is rolling out that I believe every uh, NFT conference needs to do a better job of is that they actually are allowing you to get the recordings. If you get their all-access pass, you get the recordings of every session that is happening at this conference. Because let's face it, even as a keynote speaker, as much as I believe that we all go to events for the speakers and the, and, and, and the, the talks that are on stages... The truth is we go there for networking and people and serendipity. And too often we, we leave a conference with like FOMO and a, like, like sad that we didn't get to see certain sessions. Well, we need to give people options to record, to watch those recordings. And then we have to, fight, we have to motivate people to actually you know, consume those recordings. But I love that there are conferences that are giving that access so that you can be a little bit more strategic. You can attend maybe the sessions that you want to be there in person with, but you'll also get access to those recordings. So make sure you check out the uh, Crypto Business Conference over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash NFT365. As always, my friends, I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. I appreciate you sharing this out. If you haven't left us a review on Apple uh, Podcasts, if you could do that, that would be greatly appreciated. That helps us not only with our sponsors, but it also helps us get more views, more eyeballs on the uh, podcast. And if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube, make sure you jump over there and check out the YouTube. All these podcast episodes uh, are posted on YouTube. I'm even posting YouTube shorts now. And that's where all the haters were that I spoke about earlier. But uh, if you're not familiar with YouTube shorts, it's pretty much like IG reels or TikToks, but they're now uploaded, uh, you know, vertical video into YouTube. So you can check those out, things that we're creating here with the team. But uh, until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. This show is not for